What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Sportsfeld, it's on. Yeah? News. It's on. This it's the, the sports net. It's on. Hey, uh, quick clowning around. Quick clowning around down there. It's on. That's my uh that's my no effort, Brian Burke. Um, that, was, that was a pretty decent impression. Yeah, I didn't I haven't you know that, that was V zero zero zero. Not even V one of that impression. That is never tried it before. Probably never going to try it again. Uh, it is a lot of stuff going on, and luckily all of it happened before we started recording. We have interesting, interesting, interesting. I almost want to like, well, we'll start with, obviously, James Harden got traded to the Nets uh, about an hour and a half ago, Karis LeVert to the Pacers, Jared Allen to the Cavs, Victor Oladipo to the Rockets, and a bunch of picks to the Rockets. Basically, the Rockets get all of the draft picks that they traded for Russell Westbrook back. Uh, I think it's four picks and four swaps. Uh, The Rockets uh, do that. Brooklyn gets... Kyrie and KD and James Harden, which is a lot of scoring and not a lot of defense, but we will see. Uh, we'll see how it goes uh, as well. Um, you know, the the president got impeached for a second time. Yada yada yada. NHL season starts <laughs> this evening. By the time this is out, the Leafs will have already beaten uh, the Montreal Canadiens uh, handily, I assume. Um, as well as uh, I think you know, looking back at our last episode. The two things we talked about the most hilariously, in classic sports felt fashion, by the next morning, we were wrong about basically both things. I mean, I'm just happy that all these things happened before yes. we recorded. Um, I'm amazed. I, I'm amazed. I guess, I guess wrong isn't the right word, but you were right in a way. You were like, oh, the pressure's on. Cleveland's going to have to trade Francisco Lindor soon. And he got traded like... Oh, yeah. 18 hours after you said that, not to the Blue Jays, which... Uh, why, why would the Blue so, Jays make a move? That's nah, that's crazy. Foolish, foolish. I mean, they did they did, they did, did make a big signing today. Uh, that's true. That's true. You're right. Re-upping Mark Spiro for five years, which, you know, it is what it is. Um, Man, if I could be rewarded the way that sports GMs are rewarded for just, like, not doing my job, <laughs> I'd be so wealthy... Yes. If some, if like a major corporation, like say Rogers, was like, "Hey, you're pretty bad at this. Do you want more money?" 
I'd be in the, I'd, I feel like that's maybe I should have been a sports GM or president or whatever. That would have been, I think that would have been my calling. I mean, is it that far off from your, the score tenure for either? For no, either I, guess, I guess that's right. I guess we, <laughs> I guess we did fail upwards until we just failed sort of like, plateauingly. That does sort of describe most of my career trajectory. Maybe um, just being a white man. Maybe that's yeah. all it is. Look at us now. I'm a straight white um, man. As well, we were like, oh, man, maybe Pascal is not that good. And Pascal's been amazing every single game since then. Yeah. <laughs> um, they haven't won much, but he has looked uh, totally fine and totally excellent. So our two big mea culpas off the top of the show is that everything we said last week was basically the exact opposite of correct. Uh, which is exciting when you think about what we might be wrong about this week, right? It could be anything. Yeah. I mean, knowing us, probably something almost immediately. Yeah. Like... I already said the Leafs were going to win tonight, so that that to me suggests that by the time this is out, they no, will have Leafs, lost. Leafs will win tonight. Yeah, the buds, they're all day. They're all day, um, and the Habs are less day. I don't know. They're going to win though. There, there's this weird thing where people are. Carey Price um, is washed. That's my new. That's my new take. Yeah, th- there's this weird thing where people are like saying that the Canadians are going to surprise. You seen this? Like people. Are I like, did. The Canadians I, are. I a saw good it today team. for the first time. Yahoo! I think said they were going to the conference final. I don't that's, think. I don't think that's true. That's literally, to me, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but what do I know about hockey? Not that much. Washed. Yeah. I also, to be fair, they could have added like six players that make that it's possible. a good statement, and I just have no idea. I think that is probably the other part of it for us, right? As, as I have no idea what the Montreal Canadiens uh, roster makeup is, other than that they have uh, Shea Weber instead of P.K. Subban, which is still true, as yeah. far as I know. I think. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, where to start? Where to start? Where to start? Um, I mean, the James Harden trade is the big is the big beginning. It's the thing we knew would happen. It's not yeah. to the Raptors. I think um, we sort of talked last week that that maybe the the thing is that James Harden probably doesn't push the Raptors over the top. Um, what I am currently eyeball emojiing is the fact that now. The Cleveland Cavaliers have basically five big men in in Jared Allen, Andre Drummond, Larry Nance Jr., Kevin Love, and JaVale McGee. Would, you know, I I would take literally any of those five guys, um, maybe not in that order, but the Raptors need a big man. We have seen that uh, very clearly. Um, I don't know. To me, it makes a little bit of sense. Yeah, I think this was a a rare trade where... Kind of everyone came out all right, what mm-hmm. they wanted, uh, especially for like a four-team deal, which I guess it kind of bloomed, even though it's two deals. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, I'm counting the Oladipo thing as part of this. I feel like maybe I'm wrong, and maybe this is like just an under misunderstanding of how the NBA works, and this will be, and the Nets are going to be absolutely incredible, and all three guys going to be great. But like, I kind of feel like the Nets came out the worst of the four. Interesting. Am I crazy? Like, well, obvi- obviously, James Harden is amazing. Yeah. And obviously, Kevin Durant is one of the three best basketball players on the planet. And Kyrie is currently a question mark about whether he's going to play. But when he's on the court, he's amazing. So all three, the big three, it's unbelievable. Then you have Joe Harris, who I like. And shoot the three. Good wing guy. Then you have Andre uh, DeAndre Jordan starting at the five, mm. who's fucking washed and has been for a couple of years. And then you have nothing else. Yeah. 
I just, I don't know. This seems like a big bet on getting, once the playoffs hit, getting 48 minutes a game out of your big three. Yes, I would agree with that. And I think another part of it is, um, like, absolutely no defenders anywhere in that conversation. Like, they're going to, they might score 150, but they're going to get up 149 sort of thing. Right. Um, I, you know, I, I think the depth is, this sort of thing is, I think uh, the flip side of that is a lot of teams don't have a ton of depth right now. I think is sort of the way if you wanted to flip it around, you could say, you know, like you, you look at the Raptors or you look at even the, um, not so much the Bucks. I guess the Bucks sort of have it, but sure. But most teams have a starting five. I think. Well. Yes. Yes. And like, but yeah, and the three of your starting five is is right. Like three of the best scorers in the league. Right. It'll be interesting. It'll I, like, be interesting. I don't think they're going to be bad. Like, I don't think they're going to, this is going to tank them or anything. They're going to be a top seed playoff team, no question. And maybe that's all you need. You just get to the playoffs and then you have the three guys to run rampant. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. And like, the East isn't insanely strong in terms of like, no doubt contenders right now. Mm. So maybe it's enough to do whatever, but... I don't know. The, you to your point, there aren't like deep seven, eight deep teams really right now. But is this good enough to beat the Lakers? Is it good enough to beat the Clippers? Is it good enough to beat the Mavs? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and you know, my point. I I think to the point of is it good enough to beat the Lakers? I, I would. My assumption is no. Um, yeah. But is it good enough to beat the? Sixers or the Bucks is sort of the right. first questions you have to answer. Which, yeah, probably. Probably, right? I think so. Depends it's on de- definitely going to have to beat the Sixers, but the and the Bucks. Who knows? Like we've said, the Bucks are the Bucks were historically great last year in the regular season. Obviously, the bubble changes things, but like, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. As somebody who has been fairly consistently gambling uh, on this NBA season. Uh, it's it's been very weird uh, between like the <laughs> the guys who are randomly sitting out, the last second COVID changes, um, you know teams like the Magic and the Hornets being above five hundred, uh, how bad the Raptors have been, which we assume there will be at least a bit of a correction because they've been playing very well and they just haven't been getting some end of the game bounces. There's um, a lot of shuffling still to be done. Obviously, we're only 10, 11 games of the season for most of these teams. So there's a lot of Things yet to be seen, but yeah, the Nets are, you know, they're scoring a ton, but they're also giving up a ton, and um, as you mentioned, we don't know where Kyrie Irving ever is, or if he's coming back, or what situations are sort of surrounding his uh, absence from the team, so that is a factor that's hard to sort of, you know, will he even be a part of the team when they're chasing the playoffs? Will he be a part of the team soon? Is it... It's it's very interesting to see, but but on the other side, um, you know James Harden has never been on a bad team, other than the current uh, version of the Rockets. They've been above five hundred every single season of his career, so he is sort also, of a guy that keeps that lid lifted. Yeah, I also wonder if, and this is not necessarily a slight against him, but it's an open question. Uh, the Nets also have Stephen Ash as their head coach, and we love mm-hmm. Stephen Ash, but we do. This is his first season as a head coach in the NBA. And he is, I'm not saying he's not qualified. Obviously he is, but that's a lot of egos to manage. And because it's sort of the three guys and then question marks, 
that's not the easiest thing to navigate and coach and manage. And I wonder if a first year guy is, I don't want to say in over his head because I truly have no idea, but I wonder if that will, if maybe a more veteran coach would sort of write that ship easier. If, because the thing about those three guys and the thing about this setup and this plan is on paper, it's wonderful and it's great, but what happens if they lose four in a row? Mm. Like where, what's the attitudes there then? I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be very interesting. Yeah. There is also the, I sort of saw a couple people talking about it is, is the, none of these like Harden and Irving and Durant are all also not on one year deals that they have. They have opt-outs at the end of next year. So this could be one of those things where the immediate ability to turn this team around and add the pieces on the fringes that they need may not be there, but it may be a case of next year when they've got free agents that can come in at a different price and, and sort of build this team in a different way. Knowing who the three core guys are, it might be a little different, but I agree that it's going to be a challenge for Steve Nash, who is obviously is a great NBA mind and is is one of the, one of the smartest uh, basketball IQ guys we've ever seen. Uh, he is also having to juggle, you know, the not knowing who is in and, in and out of the lineup every every single game. There's, that's a, a lot goes into that between Irving and Harden and, and Durant recovering from an injury. And yeah, the, the depth will be tested because looking at it now, sort of behind Irving, Harden, Harris, Durant, Jordan, it's like Jeff Green and Bruce Brown and Timothy Luwawu uh, Cabarro. Uh, Landry Shamit. It's not a. It's not a particularly. I mean, and depth was sort of part of what they were leaning on because they were such a, a team that did this without Durant last year. But that sort of has has shifted away um, with this deal. There are, are other parts of this, of course. Um, the Rockets basically uh, blowing up what was a team that was a pretty consistent contender for the last uh, several years, as well as um, getting Oladipo, which is a. I did not see coming, I will say. No, that's surprised the hell out of me. I think the Rockets may great here. You get, like, Depot, I think, is on the last year of his deal, so there's questions as to what that means long-term. But Oladipo and four firsts and four swaps, that's a pretty good uh, it's a pretty good haul for James Harden. And I think a couple other guys as well. And, and part of it is, you know, people are always going to want to play in Houston, like it's not a sort of thing where mm-hmm. you look at this and you go, "Oh man, that they're not going to be a, like you know Oklahoma City, for example, where it's like, man, they're going to have to really build this and, and and figure out a way to get this done." Like it's always going to be a sort of appealing for them to bring in uh, talent in, in free agency. And PJ Tucker is available. Another thing, I, I know I had all that focus on uh, mm-hmm. Cleveland, but PJ, old friend PJ Tucker around for a third time. I don't know. Not, I don't know. I don't hate it. It's not crazy. No, not at all. I but yeah. Boy oh boy. But there's there's holes. There's definitely holes. And uh it's yes, very Depot, intriguing. It's very Depot, intriguing. Depot is an expiring contract. I'm, so so I, there you go. There you go. It's been a very intriguing NBA season as somebody who has uh relied on the NBA to take up most of the content that I consume uh on a day-to-day basis. Every single day has been something. Which which you know, the classic all caps, this league. Uh, there is always something in the NBA, and this takes the cake. This overshadowed uh, the impeachment of the active president who is suspended from all uh, social media platforms. He's putting out a video tonight, so that should be a fucking disaster. That's pretty cool. Putting it out uh, Putting it out where? Through the White House, I believe. Uh, uh, that I, makes sense. I don't know where it will be hosted. 
because he's been kicked off everything, as he should, because he's a Nazi. So, yeah, yeah, lots of Nazis out there on that on those platforms. Yeah, and Parler is banned. I don't really have anything to say about Parler. I don't know. No, fuck it, fuck Fuck it, fuck it. Yeah, fuck all those pieces of trash. I hope that there isn't. a ton of armed violence in the coming two weeks. I don't mean to laugh through it, but uh, what can you even say? It's a good point. I hope there, is, I hope there isn't a, a horrible wave of, of violence. Uh, I hope there's not them. a wave of violence, and I hope that the members of the House that seem to not be goldfish with no brains or arms or legs um, expel all those other fucking idiots from the House for their rule in all this, because fuck them too. The Some of the quotes today by those like absolutely like marzipan brained house members pretty outstanding stuff just like the dumbest the dumbest people alive yeah if it wasn't like directly uh affecting the lives of many people it would really truly be like humorously amazing uh how uh unbelievably shallow depth a lot of this is like you would really think you would really think that um Almost being murdered uh, would uh, have a lot of people be like, whoa, we should really um, right. deal and, with this. But and just no. like the, the lack of cognitive dissonance to be like yelling Blue Lives Matter all summer. And then a cop is literally murdered in this thing. And they're like, well, you know, they're expressing their free speech. It's Pretty like, fun. People don't fucking believe in anything, do you? No, no, no. They they do, they do not. That, that is the ultimate. That has, that has been the big reveal of the last uh, period of politics. Something that I think we we all sort of already knew under the under the surface. But there is no there is no true belief. They don't actually believe in anything. It, it is it is once once like own the libs became a a big talking thing. It's just like well, I guess clearly it's just what will make the other team angry and not what will actually benefit myself or my constituents or any human on the planet. Cool. Cool world we have here. Uh, And also we have the dumbest guy fucking imaginable running our province, so. Yeah, oh my god. Just, just like, the truly one of the dumbest, most useless men to ever exist. Consequences for what what happened there in the old election. Who would have thunk? Who would have thunk? Yeah, truly. uh, What a time to have just... Complete ineptitude surrounding us on all sides. Pretty, pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, I don't know if I can do the Ford rant right now because I'll just get too mad. But uh, yeah, I won't push you towards it. Um, crazy times. Also, uh, my 12 year anniversary on Twitter. I mentioned. Uh, yeah, look how, how I guess it's bettered your life on the whole. I mean, yeah, you I met think your wife. The, I guess it's probably right. Probably the, the the instinct, of course, is to be like, oh, man, what a cesspool and what a curse and what a yada, yada, yada. How did I get saddled with this? But on the other side, it's like A1, number one, met, met my wife. Nothing will ever compare to that in the world. Um, and also, like, most of the jobs I've had for the last seven years of my life have, have been a pretty direct result of sending tweets. So, so, so it goes. Um but yeah, meeting the wife beyond all of it uh, makes it a worthwhile journey. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. And you're gonna have to drag me off of that motherfucker kicking and screaming <laughs> the day that the day that uh, the day that they finally fucking decide to shut that thing down, or that people just stop going. Uh, <laughs> I think it's here to stay now. I thought we almost. I feel like a couple years ago, there was like some high profile 
leavings, and it was like, oh man, maybe we're maybe we're through this. Maybe it's it was like, close. It was close. A, but now it's like, well, whatever. Morphine drip. Um, boy, oh boy, so much, so much. Uh, we have more to get to. Of course, we haven't quite talked about the Maple Leafs. We haven't talked about um, our deep disappointment with the inaction from the Blue Jays. And I feel like our what we should do now is continue to doubt them so that our powers... Well, I guess that there's two things, right? I, I want to be like, we should doubt them so that our powers of being wrong will... Mm. But then we're always right about the Blue Jays, you know? It's true. Although we've been wrong so far. But I'm, right. But, but no, I don't let's, think let's... we were ever really... Like, we were we were saying... We were trying to manifest Lindor, true. right? True, true, true. But yeah, I'm ready, I'm ready to shit on the Jays for a bit. Let's do that. All right, we'll do that in a second. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So the Blue Jays did make a big move committing a lot of term to uh, Mark Shapiro. He is going to be the president of the team for the next five years. Or uh, the language was hazy. He has already gotten the extension and it runs through 2025. Um, Obviously... You know what? This is one of those things where, um, on one hand, I want to be a fair person, and I want to be like, well, um, he they made improvements, yada, yada. The fucking spring training facility is apparently amazing, and draft picks, and whatever. They, they signed Ryu, and the team made the playoffs last year, and all of those things. But on the other hand, is like, I really don't want to be a, like, loves the executives guy. You know what I mean? I think, I feel like that's seeped into baseball sports in general I, I obviously it's we do it with Raptors as well and, it, and we do it with um the Maple Leafs um but I don't want to be like a defends the executives guy I realize that as I as I age the less interest I have in being like well the the they are spending less on payroll and the facilities are great and they're into sports science and analytics like I just want the fucking team to win I don't really care anymore about that other shit uh, if it is a great, if it's so great and, and, and bringing him back because he's a good executive is good, uh, then all I care about is that the team eventually wins. The rest of this shit, I am I am done. Uh, I don't want to call it apologist. I am done even remotely caring about anything else that has to do with those side pieces. So I have a couple of thoughts on that. Um, first of all, I agree with you. For, I, first of all, I think there's different things. There's two different things in like, being a defend the executive, love the executives guy when we're talking about Masai Ujiri. 
yes. or Greg Popovich. Guys who are not only actively trying to win, but are actively working to make the world outside of sports a better place. I think it's okay to be a love the executive guy to those kind of guys. For like a Maple Leafs thing, I think that's also okay because again, they're trying to move forward. Hmm. Even if you disagree with their moves, even if their moves don't work, you can see that there is a plan to be not only competitive, but like to be a title contender. That is the plan. I don't think you have to give any of that slack to Shapiro because I think that stuff is earned. You don't just like, I'm an executive of Toronto team. I, you must love me. Like, you don't just get that. Hmm. You have, Shapiro's is fuck. And I'm not even saying like, fuck Shapiro. Like he's fine. Whatever. I'm with you. It's just kind of like, he's the guy, but like, he's bad with the media. He's like, he doesn't, he hasn't endeared himself to anybody. Even this extension today is like so ill-timed. <laughs> it's like your team is currently being screamed at by its fans for doing nothing. You just missed out on the player that everyone wanted you to trade for. And then you're like, bah, here's an extension. Like, it's just, I'm not obviously, especially if it's been a thing that it's existed for a couple of years and he's existed through 2025. Like, why are you announcing this today? Wait until at least spring training when there's like other things to talk about. Like he, they're clearly an organization that's very, very, very bad at PR and have been for years, which is also fine. Like no one measures how much they love their favorite sports team based on their PR, but it is part of the package of like having to love an executive. I think mm. other side of it is like, do something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah do something do anything sign, um, sign a player i'll take taiwan walker i'll take taiwan walker at this point do i'm something. out on believing that uh a big thing is happening oh, i don't yeah. think they're gonna no. get george springer no they're not getting springer they're not getting chris bryant they're not getting lemayhew they're not getting real muto i it's gonna they didn't get Lee, they they didn't even pay up for liam Hendricks. like yeah, that one I'm not. I'm not so mad about not getting Liam Hendricks. That that one, you know, he's so good. He's I know, but you, giving that much money to a reliever uh, makes me feel silly. Um, but I yeah, yes, but like that. But that's what you do, and you want to win. Is the thing. yes, yes, absolutely, and and it's a great thing for when you are a competitive team and you want to go uh, over the top. But um, I think that's I think that's the issue. It's exactly what this team has always struggled with since Shapiro and Atkins took over, which is I don't think they know what they want the team to be right or where the, like they've been caught. It seems like at a certain point you have to, you have to stop being in limbo at a certain point. Mm -hmm. Like I understand. I was more sympathetic to them in 2017 and 2018 than others because that team was clearly nowhere close being ready. So like just stocking up for the future and stocking the farm system is fine. No problem with that. But then they actually took a step forward last year. They signed guys like Ryu they made the playoffs. They were an above 500 team. The kids started playing well. But then it's back to... And then the step after that is to go back to limbo? That just doesn't make any sense. Like, is the plan just to, like, wait and see what the kids do this year again? Like, there's only so many years you can keep doing that. And this is now year five, six of the Shapiro tenure? It's five, I guess? Yeah, this will be the fifth full season because they took over midway through 2015 
JP Ricciardi got fired after eight. Yes. That's all, like, I'm just saying. <laughs> like, there's just no identity. Like, I have no idea what the team thinks they are other than we have a bunch of sick youngsters, and that's it. I would love to uh, wake up tomorrow or have a upset evening because our podcast is out of date because they did something uh, <laughs> overnight. Um, but I am I am officially uh, completely lost faith that there's even a, even what I would classify as an impact move on the yeah. way. The, the, the guys you listed at the top, of the cream of the crops in their position um, of of you know Springer and Real Muto and. Mm-hmm. Uh, geez, who even else? None of the, none of that's happening. And I know there's a bit of a chorus. It's like, well, no other team is doing anything either. It's like, that's not, uh, that doesn't help me. <laughs> See, doesn't help me, me that every other team is also not doing things. To it me, makes that me makes even me, angrier. Yeah. Ex- yes. That makes me, do you know how easy it would be to be competitive in baseball this year? Like if they putting aside trading for Lindor, because I, as much as I would have, killed to get Lindor on the Blue Jays, especially because, like, they didn't have to give up a ton. But I understand that that position is filled. And, like, I know Bo was willing to move over, but, like, I get not mortgaging part of the future for a guy who you already have a pretty good player at that position. I get Mm -hmm. that. But, like, so put Lindor aside. Literally siding Springer and... One of the one of the other two, or even just Springer and some pitchers, immediately puts them in the playoff competition. Yeah, yeah, and we, okay, there is there is some things like, for example, uh, Major League Baseball doesn't know if there will be a designated hitter in the National League. Um, but there's even guys like you could go out and get Nelson Cruz and just be like, yeah, right. we're just gonna get a we're just gonna get a really good hitter uh, is what we're gonna do. It's really annoying. It's, again, prepare yourself. Jonah did this to me. Jonah put this shit in my head. Uh, <laughs> Joe Musgrove is is like oh, the actual yeah. is actually literally what's going to happen. Oh, it's going it's going to be exactly as last year, but last year was covered by the ad- admittedly very great signing of Ryu, mm-hmm. where outside of Ryu it was the it was the Tanner Roarks, it was the Chase Andersons, it's the Robbie Rays, it's the like that's what it's going to be. I think I heard them uh, where they were watching uh, Kluber pitch. I want to yeah, say yeah, 20, twenty-five teams watch Kluber pitch today. Um, you could, I don't know, you could maybe be talked into like Marcus Semyon uh, if you were like absolutely had to be talked into somebody. Jeez, uh, Michael Brantley, of course, still out there. Justin Turner, which I am not crazy. <laughs> no, about. thank you. No, um, thank you. Marcelo Zuna, if you're like, we need to get a corner outfielder and we're going to move. Um, there's so many guys. This is the other, other part of it. Is like, there's so many guys. And I know that um, you talked earlier about, about how bad they are at PR. And th- I think this is part of it, right? Is if they, if they had just come out to start the offseason and like been, yeah, we're going to try to, obviously we're going to try to do things that benefit us and we're going to ha- try to have a good offseason. But they came out and they were like, oh, no, we're going to add – like either two elite players or four very good players. Like there's, if, if, if things go sideways here and they don't get any good players and the fans are really mad at them, there is nobody to blame but themselves for the idiotic way that they message the beginning of this. And I, I feel like they get caught up in 
they want to be liked. I think that is the biggest problem with their, like, is they want to be liked and they know that people wanted to hear that they were going to splash. Like, you should, ha- you should, you should have a, some sort of backup idea that you are going to make a splash before you are promising that you will make a splash. There is especially, such a- especially when, like, Dubas and Masai and Bobby are across the street and you're just, like, the dumb little brother who's like, well, do something. It's like, well... Like I get, I do understand that, but I agree with you. I hope they do something. Oh my god! The thi- my god! I, it's I have. It was extremely quickly. I went from something's coming to now. I I do not think anything of impact will be done. I uh, hope you're. Okay. I hope you're excited for Tay Oscar Grichuk, Guriel in the outfield once again. <laughs> hey, I mean that's not so bad. Um, Two or three ain't bad. You know they had good years, but they promised us they would be upgrading. <laughs> <laughs> they said it out loud. Just gotta wait two years for Austin Martin to. Maybe to do I don't even know. Um, we'll switch gears because, uh, as I said off the top of the show, it's on. Uh, it is hockey season as of now. Actually, now. I think I think Philly is playing Pittsburgh literally right now, and the Buds host. The Canadiens uh, this evening. I don't know host or who. I don't know who's in the road. But uh, let me let me ask you this because we have been guilty of being fairly flippant. We have been uh, I don't want to say to a fault. But we have been sort of downgraded this team every couple of months in our importance. Now to the point where it's like we basically scoff them off most of the time and are in like show me it in the playoffs or I don't care mode, which is totally fair. But now, Jake, an hour away from puck drop on opening night, how excited would you say you are about the Buds, who I must remind you are all day? Are we ranking this out of 10? You can rank it however you'd, whatever skill you feel is is best. Oh, like a four? <laughs> a four and with maybe the maybe the most fun Maple Leafs team I would say we will f- ever see. I would say a four only because I just, like, don't care about regular season hockey anymore. Sure. But from an actual, like, expectations mode, yeah, it's pretty... Definitely higher than last year. Right. I would say. And from... And yes, it's pretty (laughs) easy to be like, we added Joe Thornton, Wade Simmons to make me like, yeah, I'm in. Well, in terms (laughs) of, like, in terms of team building, right, I, I, I... I sort of mentioned it there. Like, I really think this is the most fun Leafs team I've ever seen because... Yeah, I think so. Like, last year, for example, is they had all the young star pieces that they have now. They had all those pieces, but the depth guys, it was like a dude that was on the Marlies or a guy you've never heard of unless you're born or, like, <laughs> a, a dude that you're like... Um, what's the guy with the long neck who you're just supposed to, like, I guess he's good. Uh, was oh, like, I, no idea. Pierre Engvall. It was like it was like the Pierre Engvalls and the Freddie Gauthiers, where you're like, right. Well, I get when these fourth liners are out. I hope they don't get caved in. And now those fourth liners are your favorite players from NHL 13. Uh, the other thing is like, if there was a way to get me to watch your first game, like I haven't watched the first, like at home, I haven't watched the first game of the season in a long time. But if there was ever a way to get me to tune in, it's saying Joe Thornton is playing with Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. The first, the first power Immedi- play. Immediately, just like, I'm in. <laughs> the first power play is going to be pretty funny. Um, 
I don't know. I'm, I'm, I I think my what I said I was about a, a, two weeks ago, a week ago versus like now, an hour away. Um, and this can't be discounted. Neither my wife nor I uh, invested in any way, shape, or form in what happens or how late these games go or any of this stuff. I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling frisky. I'm feeling like this is gonna be a fun. It might be a fun team to follow for once versus like yeah. I think it, I, this sounds really really bad, and I don't mean it to be flippant or dismissive of the very serious issues. But I think a pandemic is good for Leaf fandom. <laughs> <laughs> like Listen, what the fuck yeah. else are you gonna do i think I, I know we talked about this uh, at the end of the year and we talked about it um in the look back but we i, I sort of feel two ways is, is that like we criticized people that were like how could the the columbus series have been the rock bottom of your leafs fandom but then the, the further i get the more i'm like Maybe it was lock, like rock bottom for like my interest, where I was like, mm. I had no problem just like waving that away and being like, well, fuck them, I guess. Like, I forgot about immediately. Yeah, and maybe that is sort of a different kind of rock bottom. And and now, I I will say I I don't want to use the term like I'm ready to get hurt again, but I'm ready to be like, yeah, I'll watch the buds, and I and I'm if they're bad, I will just wave them away further once yeah. as I always do. I feel like also, I think first of all, I think the Canadian division is actually really fun as an idea. Like, as much as I'm not a, like, Canadian team guy, because I think that's one of the dumbest things in sports, uh, just, like, it is fun for, like, like if you were telling me, like, Saturday, if there's a Saturday night, and you're like, oh, the Leafs are playing the Predators, like, whatever. We were like, oh, the Leafs are playing, get a chance to beat up on the Canucks on a Saturday? Mm-hmm. I'll tune into that, absolutely. A Saturday afternoon Pacific time? No, of course not. We have to time shift because we're the important <laughs> team. In a pandemic with, where you can't leave your home, the, the, the time still has to work for the Toronto teams. Uh, interesting. Um, yeah, and I, I agree with you, though. It, it should be like it, the division, not only is it they're, oh, no, they're not playing Boston and, uh, and the fucking Lightning again a whole bunch of times, too. I love that about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're gonna give us whatever, like seven games of the like the Senators and the Jets. Great stuff. And the Habs, I'm fine with it. Great stuff. And Matthews is winning the Rocket Richard, and uh, that's no, the I think too. he's winning the Heart. I don't think he's gonna win the Richard. Marner's gonna win the Richard. Richard's most goals scored, though. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 I think he'll win the Heart. I don't think he's gonna win the Richard. You're, Joe- you're saying MVP Austin Matthews? Yes. Wow. But not Joe, no, most Joe, goals. Joe Thornton wins the Richard. Oh come on! <laughs> just set up in the slot all day. He does. He doesn't even. I don't. I don't even know if he even shoots anymore. No, I have no idea. I truly have no idea. I haven't watched him play. He played on the West Coast. I've not watched him play in years. Um. And your last note says, "How do you make all or nothing with no personalities?" The Maple Leafs getting an Amazon Prime series that was sort of a last minute thing. Uh, they got Joe Thornton. That's maybe the best personality in all of hockey. So right, be but just that's fine. that's one. Like I just watched the Spurs one. And you have like following like guys who have personality, and then you have like Jose Mourinho in the middle who like fuck him, but big personality. And then we're gonna we're gonna have Sheldon Keefe as a centerpiece of this thing. I don't know. He swears. He swears. Ugh. I mean, Jumbo Joe is is maybe the best hockey personality there is, and uh, they're very lucky he's there. That's what I will say. I got I got faith in Austin to be uh, a Justin Bieber esque character where you're like I fucking. Can't I've, decide if I never want to see this dude again. Yeah, I'm I just feel like buy into everything he does. 
these things are designed to make you more attached to the team. I feel like a least documentary series is going to make me hate them a lot more than I do. Fair enough. Uh, speaking of things we love and hate, we got uh, our suggestions, song of the week, match of the week, stuff we've been watching, uh, and more after this. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We return. It has been... Oh, God. What has it been? Fucking... Seven days since last show. I was counting the amount of months since we saw each other. Ten months of just, like, never leaving yeah. my house or going anywhere or doing anything. And yep. I'll say this. Ten, ten almost to the day, I would say. Yes, I believe it is. Uh, we were we were watching Frasier last night in bed, as we do every night. Of course. Uh, um, and it really hit me, like, man, do I ever miss, and I, I think you may have said this, I don't know, a, th- a thousand times. <laughs> do I ever miss just, like, being in a bar with my friends holy shit do i miss that feeling oh i feel like since the new year that, like obviously that feeling's never gone away but i feel like since the new year that's really like heightened for me as well tenfold oh my god oh my god i like just like you you have a, a draft beer that that tastes bad because the <laughs> lines haven't been clean and you order some truly mediocre nachos, and you stay too late, and you stumble into a cab, I would... I'm embarrassed at how much money I would pay to do that right now. It is, it is, it is not well. And I, and I don't condone anybody that is doing it, of course. We are not uh, rule breakers, and, and all we want to do is be done with this shit and move on with it. But oh my god, I need it so bad. It makes me sad. Yeah, I... Uh, I, I what I wouldn't give to hear... A singer-songwriter, no, not even a singer-songwriter, a guy covering, like, Jason Mraz on a piece of guitar in the corner that I'm just, like, hating actively. But I would and, love, to, yeah. love to hear that right now. Canucks Flames is playing in the background and no one's watching it because <laughs> it's Saturday night and you're all moving on to yeah. better things. Like, oh, uh, uh, I'm not physically well. Uh, anyway, that leads me to my point, is that it's time to recommend what we've been doing behind closed doors in our homes by ourselves, uh, which is watching TV and listening to music and watching wrestling. Jake, your song of the week this week, what might it be? Song of the week this week is Sweatpants Spider-Man by Open Mike Eagle. Uh, One of my favorite rappers, put a really good album last year. It's one of my favorites. Uh, I believe if you're a TV watcher, he's on that um, swearing show on Netflix that Nick Cage hosts. I haven't watched it yet, but I've seen him tweet about it. Uh, But yeah, it's a good song and a good album. And you should listen to it. And it's one of the best album titles 
uh, of the year, which was anime, trauma, and divorce, which is just, like, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> that is just, like, perfect. Uh, for Match of the Week, I'm going to go back to Wrestle Kingdom. We're going to go with Jeff Cobb versus Shingo Tagaji. It was a classic, just two big, beefy fellas slapping the crap out of each other and picking each other up and throwing each other around. Jeff Cobb. Uh, after a disappointing year last year in New Japan, really coming into his own, had a very good G1 and then followed it up uh, with a real standout power move bonanza. Uh, some unbelievable catches out of midair and slam, some like, moonsault backflip slam, just awesome. Uh, really carrying that torch of big dudes in New Japan, slapping the shit out of each other and throwing each other at the ground uh, very, very hard. Uh, Jake, in the last week, I mean, if we're not consuming content, what are we doing with ourselves? Uh, what have you watched or streamed or enjoyed that uh, you want to share with the folks at home? Uh, we rewatched one of our favorite shows because the new season starts tomorrow, I believe. Uh, it's a show called Search Party. I think I've talked about it on here before. Uh, go fucking watch Search Party if you haven't. It's so good. Uh, season four, I think, comes out tomorrow on HBO Max. Uh, it's... Great. I cannot recommend it enough. Uh, so go watch it. Great choice. Where do, uh, where do you, where, if I was in Canada, where, where would I get that? Uh, you get the little, uh, little wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, Classic. The DMs is where we get those. <laughs> yeah. Same place we got Ted Lasso. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my pick uh, is a, a movie, a moving picture show, uh, which we do not watch a ton of, but um, we are still sort of in between finding a new series to watch. Uh, we came across... Um, Palm Springs, which some people, people had buzzed about, but luckily nobody told me anything about other than that they liked it. It's and great, uh, right? It is, I don't know if I have enjoyed a movie that much in quite some time. Um, how do I describe this without giving away? Yeah, I don't want to say too much, but it's really good. It's a rom-com. It's sort of the, it's like, it's, it's, a, it's just a really nice romantic comedy that, um, has a completely original idea that it, you, like, I don't want to say too much about it, but it, it's a completely unique concept, but they managed to hit all the right beats, and uh, as somebody who is a pretty big fan of Andy Samberg, um, his fingerprints all over it, um, some great performances, great cast, J.K. Simmons refuses to be anything but great in everything he does. <laughs> Um, uh, and just like a really cool um, sort of examination of uh, the whole idea of that kind of movie. I would just, I would just really, really impressed. And like, I can't remember the last time I laughed that hard out loud at a movie and uh, also like was sort of drawn in by a concept like this. And to that end, we have talked on here before about how like some of the shows we watch and some of the things we do. Um, it, you're like paying half attention with your phone. This was like a 10 minutes in, like you just put your phone down because you're like totally bought in yeah. to what is going on. Uh, really, really, really impressed and cannot recommend it strongly enough. It is on Amazon Prime Video if you are uh, into that kind of thing. Yeah, I guess my my like elevator pitch for it is it's a concept you've seen a million times before done in a completely original way. Yeah, which, that's, a good way to, that's a good way to say it. Which impressed me. Uh, okay, we go on to the mailbag. First question comes from our friend Will. What is your favorite non-traditional Oreo? Uh, the birthday cake ones are so good. Um, I tweeted about this over the month of December, but the fudge-covered 
Oreos. Mm, I haven't tried those. That are mint are so good. And you don't get very many of them in the packaging because they're so big. And then it's good because you would just eat every single one of them immediately. They're so fucking good. I love them. And we haven't had them in about a month because I just we can't have them in our house. Too much, yeah. Uh, Lockdown Sad Boy. Uh, the husband who washes his pizza, he's a psychopath, right? This is a Reddit thread. Uh, oh, boy. I never know what I'm... Whenever anybody sends me... A, I'm not a Reddit person. I don't know about you. I've never no, really been a Redditor. Really. So, like, nobody ever sends me... You're never, like, linked to a Reddit thing that's, like, normal. It's always, like, here's the most <laughs> fucking insane... Like, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of, of uh, our relationships. Like, when people are, like... Or, or I'm also not a fan of Am I the Asshole? Because I no longer believe any of these stories are real. Yeah, I like... I, I think they're entertaining stories, but I also don't think they're real. My husband believes in running pizza underwater to cool it down and believes it's acceptable. Not my opinion, but my husband's. In college, my husband and I would make oven pizzas, and he would run his slices under the water fountain to cool it down faster. He said it doesn't change the taste, and it was still good. I've gotten lots of executions, lots of accusations that this is fake. My brother lives with us and took a video on Snapchat at dinner tonight. You may feast your eyes. That is a guy running his pizza under cold water. That is completely ridiculous. Uh, Yeah, that's if you know a person who does this. Uh, you should report them to the authorities because they're probably a serial killer. Man, what? Like, I try not to cast aspersions, right? Because it doesn't affect my life. But good lord, like, yeah, what? That's, that's pretty nuts. That's this is, this is one of those things where, like, because he's been doing it for years and uh, it's documented for a long time. I guess I can't make like a accusation of accuracy that this. Like, this feels to me like one of those things that people do. Just to do a weird thing, but it, it, by all accounts from his wife, this is a legitimate thing that he finds helps uh, the pizza. Which uh, don't do that around me. Not that you know you're free to be your own person, but good gracious, it would be hard for me to continue eating at the same place as you. <laughs> uh, and there's a great question, and something I struggle with every time I'm in a restaurant. You are at a restaurant that you like. Do you always order the same thing, or do you mix it up with something different every single time? Uh, depends on the restaurant, I think. Yes, it yes it does. Um, if it's somewhere that I only go to, like that's very very good, and I only go to occasionally, I'll usually get the same thing, or at least something in like the same family, same things. Like I know they do it well, and I like it, and blah blah blah. But uh, or the other end of the spectrum, if it's like a fast food place, also generally the same thing. Mm-hmm. But if it's just like a place that you know you go to semi-frequently and isn't like top top line i'll try to mix it up i think yeah i i sort of my answer to this is sort of both right and i, I think I, I go through this every time i go to a place that i like a lot yeah is i will like i have a thing that i love to eat and i want to eat it every time and that's why we're going to the restaurant that we're going to mm-hmm. but also you want to give the rest of the menu its due because if the place is good enough to make the thing that you love the rest of the the rest of the place you know, it probably makes pretty good food as well. Um, yeah, that's a good point. It's a challenge. It's a challenging one. I would say so. I would say I would say the majority of the time I do order the same thing that I like a lot, and then I will like it's probably like seventy thirty thing I like versus mix it up. And fast food, yeah. pretty much, pretty much the same thing every time. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Dave, there's an old saying on hockey Twitter: "Hockey is the best sport. NHL is the worst league. Which sport do you think has the biggest discrepancy between greatness of sport and shiftiness 
of the league. And then he he says, shittiness, not shiftiness. Fair enough. Um, it's hard to beat hockey at this. Hockey is such a fun... If you've ever actually played hockey, even at the lowest level, even at even the worst shinny. Like, I didn't play hockey for a really long time in my life. And then I played shinny with Zach, like, in my late 20s for the first time. And I was like, oh, this is, the, this is a joy. Like, what an absolute joy this is to be skating around and knocking a puck around and having fun and laughing and saying let's go boys and jumping on and off um it probably is hockey i think you could probably if you really wanted to you could make a case for baseball too though yeah i was baseball was baseball is the closest answer that isn't hockey mm-hmm. um but yeah i don't think you i don't think you can beat hockey in this yet but the mlb is working as hard as they can to level this playing field. Yeah, it's like this answer is hockey no-brainer for a long time, but like baseball is really trying to do this. They're really yeah. trying to yeah. make it this. And like hockey has not fully embarrassed itself uh, as much as it has in the past. Like the bubble was fine. The uh, the North Division's a cool idea. I think if they just sort of settled in with what they are doing and, and went with it, that would work. Whereas baseball is like, we're not going to pay our minor leaguers. And we don't. <laughs> right. And it's, we're, spring training is a month away. And it's been the offseason for three months. And the best players aren't signed. Like, baseball is like actively pushing people away. Whereas, like, hockey just isn't great at organizing what's good about them. So I think it's hockey for now, but the gap is rapidly shrinking. Yeah. Hockey, hockey culture really is mm. a thing that I don't think baseball, like, Obviously, baseball culture is not great, but it's definitely better. The whole noise around uh, hockey, like that, that will probably keep it in the lead no matter what. But uh, it's definitely closer than it's been in a few years. Yeah, uh, you almost accidentally said that baseball culture isn't bad too. When I, I did, but it certain is. that it is. It is absolutely terrible. <laughs> I'm certain that it is. <laughs> uh, easy, quick one. Favorite cheese? Ooh, um, it's one I've actually started eating in the last year. Uh, I get it at the cheese store in Kensington. It's called Daffinois. I know it sounds fancy. It's like a um, it's like a, a creamy, sharper brie. Ooh, mama! It's so good. It's so good. Oh my god! I get too much of it every time I go to the store and eat it all immediately. Um, great answer. I, I as I age, I like it. I like them stinkier and stinkier. I love it. I love. Mm-hmm. I love blues. I love. I you know if I'm going into a cheese shop, I will ask them give me your. Most offensive stinkiest cheese is my <laughs> go-to line. Um, I love it. I love a stinky blue as well uh, as the classics. Um, cheese is fucking great. Cheese is so so good. Uh, you want some Campazola if you want some stinky blue. Oh fuck! Yeah. I want some cheese now. Uh, and there's a Portuguese cheese that's in our fridge right now, and I, I'm going to say it wrong. Uh, Queijo de San Jor- San Jorge. Okay. San Jorge. It's stinky and, and like if you slice one slice off of it your fingers will smell like that cheese for like 18 mm. hours it's amazing i love it i love it i want it, I want um, it. um lee for 1984 sorry for another question that's fine uh what's your most popular tweet in terms of rts and likes mine is just anytime i tweet about degrassi right um i think mine still is uh the this is why a guy tweeted uh dug a hole to be mm. alone yeah Toronto a, cla- a classic a classic but I had one recently that I tweeted while I was watching. It was like a middle of the night on a Saturday about Telus. Um, it was there was a photo of Don Draper drunkenly pitching something, and on the uh, whiteboard I wrote um, footage of animals. And I, the tweet was like a great look back at the one and only marketing meeting in Telus history. 
Uh, <laughs> it did pretty well, but I think I got more RTs uh, from the Toronto sports history. It, it, I, it was an RT market. Now we're in a fave market where things will get right. Yes, fifty thousand faves. The coward's retweet. It is the coward's retweet. Um, what fictitious movie job would you like to have? Ooh. Uh, any um, romantic female romantic lead in a romantic comedy. Because they always have like a weird job that's not a job, but sounds really fun. And they're trying to balance career and finding a man, uh, yeah. <laughs> which is difficult to do. Um, it's like, I'm a horoscope writer. Or <laughs> yeah. like, that's any of that shit I am all about. Or like how Carrie Bradshaw was like... Uh, like a, a features opinion writer and also like <laughs> yeah. super rich. Like what? Yeah, exactly. How much could she possibly make from that job? Um, or the evil, the male equivalent, which of course is the evil corporate businessman trying yeah. to destroy the very thing she loves. I um, had this thing that I, I, I started to point it out to my wife and I don't know if she loves that I do this, <laughs> but there's a trend that I always see in movies and shows where they, they will like, they'll, they'll give... They have like this mysterious guy or like a, a burnout slacker loser sort of character. Oh yeah, hell yeah, yeah yeah yeah. But, but he and like, it. but the he's guy, right and knows everything. The guy doesn't um, have a job or like he has a really <laughs> shitty job is like the is what they present. But he also owns like a house and car. You know what I mean? Right. I, that always mystifies me. I, I I will say to Melissa, I was like, "What does this guy do for a living?" And he's like, "I don't have a house or a car, and I'm a <laughs> I'm 35 years old, and I've had jobs since I was like 16. I'm not even close." Or the burnout who, like, actually runs the whole, like, the mystery of the movie. It's yeah. all the, like, he runs the whole thing. Um, s- sadly enough, Jake, my answer to this is, is actor. I've... I'm telling you, you don't. I think I'm I do. I'm telling you, you don't. <laughs> I will tell you about the commercial audition I have to do today off air, and you will yeah, change like, your mind. Yeah, I just, I, I feel like, and I, I know I'm wrong, because, you know, you're a professional, and we talk, and, we, and you're warning me. I feel like I wouldn't take it seriously, and that would be the key. It, see, it is, but it's I, knowing you and how you react to soul-crushing things. Uh, yeah. You get mad real quick. Yeah. But I am I already hate, like, having any job. The answer is <laughs> I, I don't have a fantasy job. That part of my life is over. That Your fantasy veil... job is having money, and that's it. Yes. The veil yeah. has been lifted. What kind of sucker wants to have a dream job? You're a fucking <laughs> idiot. No offense to the, for the question writer, but that, that part of my life is over. The idea of a dream job is dead. Dream job is to win the lottery, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not going to argue with you. You're right. We did. Remember we did this exercise in a mailbag and they were like, how much money do you need to actually not to worry anymore? And we were like, oh, shit, it's like $3 million. <laughs> <laughs> 10 mil. Give me $10 million and that's it. I'm fucking good to go. You'll never hear from me again. For sure. Who are these rich idiots that are on Twitter and like... Ugh. Right? Uh, drives me crazy. Uh, Kristen Rose, speaking of which, how exactly would you like to spend yourself into $26 million in debt? It would be hard. It'd be really hard. That's so much. I think about this a lot. And like both from a realistic, like, oh, my life is a mess uh, way. And also from like the fun, like I won the lottery kind of way. Like spending like that much money is like hard. Like we were having a a finance conversation in our house the other day. And we were talking about how like, we don't plan to have kids and like, we don't care about buying a house. Like we're in a really good spot and how like not a lot of money we have like that situation with $26 million. I genuinely don't buy like a fucking 
minor league baseball team or something. I don't know. Yeah, you'd have to buy. You basically you to lose this much money, you have to make some really bad investments. Like you have you you have to open a restaurant. You yeah. have to like have your friends be like, give me a million dollars to invest in this company that makes buttons or some shit. <laughs> yeah, like open a restaurant but run it myself. Yeah, the. The only answer to this is, is drugs and gambling. The only way you that you would do it well, mm. it, it wouldn't be terrible. Um, but yeah. I don't. I don't think I would be able to go into twenty six million dollars of debt. So much. I don't. I don't think that people. We again. We had this conversation. We talked about how much money you need to live comfortably. I don't think the people, including myself, understand <laughs> how much money, like more than two million dollars, is. Yeah, because like twenty six, and this is me not having twenty six million dollars, of course. Uh, twenty six is you could be like, okay, I'm. Uh, I, I'm letting myself burn $10 million and you would still have $16 million. The, the answer is if you have $26 million, you should give like 20 of it away. Yeah. Because nobody needs $26 million and $26 million on like the nobody needs X amount of dollars list. Like isn't that much. Yeah. But uh, it's so much fucking money. It's a lot of money. It's 1%. Once you're over $20 million, you're in the 1%. Um, which sitcom would have the best dark and gritty reboot? From Ooh, that's a great question. Um, well, I guess the question is, would it have to be something that's like overtly happy? So it's like ironically dark and gritty or a show that was just kind of like rode the line and then went like a dark direction. Hmm. Dark and gritty reboot. I feel like Parks and Recreation would have a great dark reboot. Oh, that's a great answer. I mean, that might just be Veep, but uh, I feel like anything anything that like took something that is inherently negative. No, or no, it's Brooklyn Nine Nine. Although that's the, the Shield, but like, <laughs> yes, Jake any, Peralta it, sort of goes off the rails. Anything that looks at takes something that is like inherently shitty but makes it cute and funny. That's my answer. I don't know, like, have a specific that hasn't already been done. In like that way, because like there's lots of gritty cop shows and gritty government shows, whatever. But right, um, yeah, that'd be my answer. Um, yeah, I'm, I agree with you that you you got you got some great answers there. Um, Jane Nielsen, if food can be eaten with your hands or with a knife and fork, what do you tend to gravitate towards? I think I'm a hands guy. Yeah, I am too. Um, unless. Depends where we're eating. If I'm eating of course, of course. in my but own situation. Let's just say we're at home just to even the playing field. Yeah. At home, like on the couch, it's probably 70, 30 hands. There are situations where I would eat knife and fork. But if I can't eat with my hands, I usually do. Yeah. I think hands I think hands for sure. We're savages. There's, there's no point in dancing around it. Uh, Will, with the last question, what is the best thing to spread on toast? Can we bring bagels into this, or are we just saying bread? You could, I think you, I think, I think you, you can bring bagels in if you want. If bringing bagels into this, the answer is cream cheese. Mmm. Nothing better than a creamed cheese. Wow. So many variants. Put stuff in it. Goes well with most things. Hmm. Interesting, because I I basically eat peanut butter and bread every single day of my Look, life. I had peanut butter and bread today. I had every great. every day for as long as I can think of. I've had not, peanut butter. Not slagging peanut butter. You are but, right, though. But I'm, it's cream cheese. Like, what a bagel with cream cheese. That's about as good as it gets for right. treating yourself to a meal. Yeah. 
And the answer is best thing, not what would you eat every day. Right, exactly. Yeah, I give it to you, Jake. You had some great answers in that segment. Thank you. Okay, we move it on. We had nothing left to do but to answer the question plaguing our minds every single day of our lives and every week on the show. Are we sad or not sad? We'll do that after this. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. We close it out. We ask that question of ourselves and of those around us. Well, not so much those around us, but just of ourselves as to how we are feeling at the end of another week. We decide whether the events of the previous week and the way that it has affected our moods renders us sad or not sad at the end of the show. And let me explain why. Jake, this week are you sad or not sad? I don't know. Mm. Uh, if I'm being honest, I feel like I'm kind of straddling that middle line pretty well. And it's becoming influenced by outside events that have nothing to do with me. Like, I'm fine. Uh, but like, I'm really alternating between this, like the vaccines coming and like, there is like an end to this eventually. And like, things will get back to normal at some point, but like the dumbest fucking people are in charge of making that happen. And now I have no hope of that happening at all and kind of thing. So I'm back and forth on that. I'm really in the middle and that if I had to give one, I think I probably lean sad this week. Mm. Uh, just like not a hopeful week for the world and had some like. Just, you know, pandemic-related going through it mm-hmm. myself, uh, especially... I'm okay now, but Monday was a bit of a, a negative day for me. Um, so, yeah, I, think, I guess I'll go sad this week, but I'm, I'm okay. Yes, I, I, I feel you because in this very moment, I feel not sad. Right, exactly. I feel it's good to talk to you every week. It makes me feel happy. I'm going to eat food momentarily, and that makes me feel happy. Uh, nothing particularly sad is occurring that is dragging me down. Although I will say, I did mention earlier that I saw a scene in a bar earlier and I was like, oh my God, I remember mm-hmm. being in bars. Really strong lately. Really strong. Um, I will guess, I guess it's tough. I, I, I sort of want to say sad, even though I don't feel like I am sad. I sort of have been, I've been wrestling a little bit with, um, mourning the the version of the life that we had before all this happened, if that makes mm. sense. I sort of mm-hmm. had like, uh, not that things aren't good and I'm not extremely lucky and extremely blessed to be where I am and in a great situation and, and all of those things. But I, I felt, I sometimes I feel like, man, I was so close to something and I felt like I was really moving in the right direction as to what I, air quotes, should be doing. And it was like, it seemed like such a great fit. 
and baseball season was like two weeks away, and I had all these things lined up, and then all of them are gone, and I'm uh, unable to go down that path anymore, right? Like, even if I wanted, I I can't, that path is is no longer viable for me. It's just, like, not. Um, And having to sort of let that go and and learn to be okay with that uh, has been a struggle. But um, I am working on it and uh, trying to find these things like sports film, like wrestling brain, like whatever becomes of this Blue Jays season. Um, trying to find uh, a piece in, in doing things my own way and, and not necessarily looking at it as the rest of my career. But it is um, moments of like, man, sad that I had, I felt like I was so close to really accomplishing something that, that fit me and that worked for me. And that was like fun and came easy, and uh, I felt stood out a little bit. And now not having that and not and knowing that that is not like uh, a viable thing that that will be part of my future has been um, challenging. And I say that as you know, also adding the caveat that I don't feel sad about that right now, and I feel fine with that. Um, that's just to be honest, something that I fought with uh, throughout the course of this week. Um, a little bit, and and that sort of comes and goes in pangs as uh, as it does. But um, trying to move on, trying to accept it, and and just sort of be uh, in the moment and appreciating all that I do have because I have been uh, very lucky throughout my life, and that luck continues uh, to this point with a with a great um, group of people that I love and and, and uh, people that support me and people that are there for me. And uh, I just wish, holy God. We could fucking hang out. <laughs> That's the. I think. I think if I could just hang out with my friends and be in a fun place and eat food that is fun at a restaurant that we don't have to make or put away or throw out, uh, that'd be pretty cool too. Um, yeah. And I am with you in like that battle of like, okay, there's a vaccine and okay, it's rolling out and that is good and that is positive, but also like the dumbest cartoon idiot on the planet is in charge of it (laughs) and we're not doing it at a great rate and uh the actual window for when that becomes reality is god only knows how long away and all those other things and also balancing like record highs and uh the worst lockdown ever We're, we're approaching a year of this and lockdown is uh as needed as it ever has been so that is Hard to juggle both of those realities at the same time, and that I think acknowledging that that's um, a hard thing to do is is be in both of those places at the same time uh, is important as well. So I join you in that struggle, but uh, whew, just trying to get through it. We're just we're just we're just all as a collective trying to get through it, and uh, one day we will dance again in the sun, and it'll be <laughs> glorious. I'm gonna order nachos at a restaurant. And cry. That's going to be a real yeah. scene. Yeah, for sure. 100% that's going to happen. <laughs> Drinking a fucking Bose lug tread and ordering nachos that I could have made at home and being like, this is what it's all about. <laughs> 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 anyway, that is as good as a spot to leave it off. We thank you all so much for your great questions, for your excellent topics, for coming along with us on this ride uh, every single week. Um, so happy, so so happy. Oh, one last thing. Someone says Chris Boucher on my fantasy team. Say one or two nice things about Chris Boucher. Chris Boucher has been uh, the greatest part of the Raptors season so far. He's amazing. Yeah, uh, I enjoy watching him play basketball. I believe he's going to hit every three he takes, which is amazing. Maybe they should start him. 
and, and a better rebounder than he, than he got credit for at the beginning of the year because then getting killed on the boards doesn't seem to stop or start around him. So we love Chris Boucher and we always have. Anyway, that'll do it for another week. We thank you all so much for listening to Sportsfeld.